0: Welcome to the Happy Mama Village podcast with Brian and Annie, a podcast about mamas, for mamas, and by mamas. Welcome back, mamas and papas, kiddos, and grandparents. Today mm-hmm. is a fun Friday bonus episode. So- <laughs> we are your hosts, Brian Zelensky and Annie Henderson. It's great to be back in our village where we talk about all things pertaining to happy mamas, like relationships, parenting, self-care, Bahamian blaster, party punch, and so much more. <laughs> now, now, you may be asking yourself, Annie, what is a Bahaman blaster? Is it Bahaman or Bahamian?
1: Uh, I was confused. I was was curious if you were trying to say Bohemian, but I think nope. you're thinking of Bahamas, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is it Bahamian
0: or Bahaman? Okay, Bahaman. We'll say Bahaman. Bahaman Blaster Party Punch is... Okay, so let me tell you. Tell me. I found it. I, I Googled it. I was looking for... All. uh <laughs> I, was, I was on Pinterest. Okay, so it is a pineapple and orange based party punch so it makes like a big like punch bowl size okay (laughs) but it has gold rum coconut rum mango rum passion fruit rum pineapple rum banana rum and grenadine Wow. That is a lot of rum. <laughs> that is. Is that like a, a trash can rum. punch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. And so for our Bahaman friends that just got plowed by the hurricane, they could probably use some trash bags and some Bahaman blaster party punch.
1: <laughs> they could. That's one of the many things they could probably use. <laughs> <Yes. coughs> <laughs> so okay
0: so before we get into anything else annie yes we just talked about rum and now we're going to talk about cereal one of my
1: <laughs> favorites <laughs> you we asked you about the the drink questions and uh, i can yes. cover the cereal questions the cereal questions i like always like to finish up my cereal in your ear right yes
0: that's what i was about to say so you were crunching away in my ear a minute ago so we started having this conversation about cereal, so I wanted to take it um, online so that everybody could hear us. So tell us about your cereal habits,
1: Annie. <laughs> you know what? I I love cereal, not only because of its <laughs> wonderful taste and all the variety, but so such a quick and easy cleanup. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I like right, right. just pouring something and then I can work or read or do whatever I want. It lets yes. me be a kid forever, <laughs> but I was devastated to hear that you did not quite have the same upbringing as my cereal-filled life.
0: I know. So, so I actually do miss cereal because I can't have it anymore because of my stupid dairy allergy, uh, but I used to have it. It, it was an allergy sort that I acquired over time. So mm. I did used to have cereal all the time. I really liked it, but I hate I hate. I don't like the smell. I hate sugary cereal. Like it's fascinating. It, yeah, like I. I really tell like your children to come over to Aunt plain Annie's Jane. house <laughs> so I can give them plain some cereal. Jane. I like just plain Jane cereals. Seriously, and I think it's because like growing up, like the wackiest cereal we had in our house growing up was Honey Nut Cheerios. Like that's as wacky, wacky as it got.
1: That's I know, what I was which... knocking out this morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it wasn't like if I went to my friends' houses, they would have you know Lucky Charms and Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Puffs and all that. I can't stand any of that. I can I don't like the smell. I don't like any of it. Okay, but not to say I didn't like sugar in my cereal. I do, and I, this is when I want to check with you. So when I was younger, I would spend the night with my grandmother, my mom's mom, nanny, and nanny would have whole milk first of all, or it was probably two percent milk,
1: Rebel. and at our
0: house it was always skim milk. So that alone <laughs> made it delicious. But she'd have she would have plain Rice Krispies, okay, with two percent milk, and then she would um, pour. And I do say pour cuz sprinkle would not be an accurate description of what she did. Oh, she yes. would pour, I, I know where this is going. <laughs> she would pour white sugar on the rice Krispies. And mm. then if you <laughs> And then you could scrape the bottom of the bowl when you were eating it and you would get <laughs> you would get <laughs> like right on the tip of the spoon you'd have semi melted wet Sugar,
1: white <laughs> <Light> sugar,
0: <laughs> with your two percent milk and your Rice
1: Krispies—that, my friend, was a joy. I—I I think I remember doing that myself. I—I I don't do? do that now, but yes, okay. I remember. I would do the same thing with my corn flakes <laughs> if it
0: was okay. too
1: too healthy-ish. I would <laughs> make sure to correct it
0: to add the white sugar. Yes. Okay. I didn't know if that was just a me thing. Like my brother also remembers that, but I didn't know if that was just a nanny thing, or if nanny house.
1: <laughs> oh no, no.
0: Or if everybody did that.
1: I the yeah, scraping for, of the sugar. For at the certain bottom. cereal. Yeah. I would do that. Okay. <laughs> I would load up my oatmeal too. Tons of sugar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not start liking oatmeal until I was an adult.
1: Mm. And
0: I still don't like plain jane oatmeal well, that's yeah, too. No.
1: Ugh, i don't like that i like <laughs> it with it's done
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like butter it with some and sugar? honey oh
1: no, i've yeah. never had it that There's way butter way. butter no yeah you melted. it oh my goodness no, no, okay I-,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like me some butter please,
1: please comment and let her know <laughs>
0: <laughs> i've never had butter on my oatmeal i had peanut butter like almond butter i use almond butter in the oatmeal this is yes, interesting. We need to have some discovery. <laughs> <laughs> Almond butter and honey and then sometimes banana and I and I mix it all in there. Mm. It's so yummy. I
1: have it's so good. Banana thrown in. Well, so that good. It's just fascinating.
0: <laughs> yes. We need to swap um, <laughs> we need to swap oatmeal recipes. That's how you know you're old when you say things like, let's Oat swap oatmeal recipes. recipes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only ones I got. <laughs> okay, so you know what time it is? It's time for what have you been watching. Yay! Yay!
1: Well, what have you been watching? some good shows. What have you been watching? I know because you've been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you've been I've been angry at you about it.
0: <laughs> okay, so I've been watching Scandal with Kerry Washington.
1: Yes, and yes. I
0: realized that, you know... 2010 called and wants their show back. (laughs) Like, I'm a little (laughs) late to the party. Um, But I just finished it. So I think there's like seven or eight seasons, eight seasons maybe. There's a lot. Something like that. There's a lot. Yeah, a lot. So I was really enjoying it in the beginning. I do like it because she's a fixer. She fixes problems. Yeah. But then about halfway through, (laughs) it kind of turned into more of like spy-ish kind of stuff
1: turned pretty pretty evil and wicked i was yeah shonda Rhimes takes you on a journey of loving and hating her all at the same time (laughs) yes her questionable choice in men
0: (laughs) yeah so also so i just finished it yesterday yesterday i finally finished it and i'll have to say i wasn't a huge fan of the last season the other seasons were okay that they were good. I like some of the characters and stuff like that. But there was so much, like, back and forth, like, for the love, just get together and stay together. <laughs> you know?
1: Yes, yes. But, you know. I understand. Yeah, so that's what I just finished. Scandal. What well, about you, Annie? I, I did watch Scandal. That was... It was good, but yeah, by the time it was over, I was ready for it to be over, <laughs> which you don't want that in your series. You want it right, to end before right, the love right. dies. Yes, I exactly. am watching a great <laughs> comedy. It is called Working Moms, and it's on Netflix, and it is okay hilarious. So for all okay. those moms out there that- are feeling a little less than. <laughs> you just <laughs> pop this show in and just <laughs> have good a good <laughs> laugh. So l- let me read just a little bit about it. It's uh, a okay. warm, loyal PR executive, Kate, and her longtime friend, non no-nonsense psychiatrist, Anne, attend a judgmental mommy's group <laughs> where they meet timid IT tech Jenny and blindly optimistic real estate agent Frankie. Anyway, so it's talks about all of their you know them they're all moms and they are in this this mommy group which is just a a horrible place (laughs) but it's it is so funny so you're gonna watch it yes it is we die laughing every time it is out there so don't it's not one to watch with your kiddos
0: okay i don't know if dads would
1: enjoy it either but you can always try okay so it's kind of irreverent Humor, right? Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, Catherine Reitman is the co-creator and the star of it, and she's, um, I think, had had to do with Blackish and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So if you, you know, if you like those, then you might like okay. this one as well.
0: Okay, I have to. I know I've seen a preview for it, like a little trailer,
1: commercial thing.
0: And I'm now I'm looking for a new show. So thank you, Annie.
1: Yeah, and it's a, <laughs> it's a good shorty. So like Scarlett was hopping in the bath last night and we're like, I was like, hey, you want to watch some working moms? <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> we can get this in real quick while she sings in the shower forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Good one. I'm okay. I'm going to check that out.
1: Let me know what you think.
0: For sure. I will. All right, Annie. So... Today is another Women Who Changed the World.
1: Yes. I am so excited. So you picked Lucille Ball and, oh, Scarlett and I did, I had her watch um, some I Love Lucy and she loved it. She was cracking up. She wanted to watch more. Uh, oh, so I was so so excited and then I realized uh, Sam hasn't seen any Lucille Ball and I was like what? Is, what is happening it's like someone not having oatmeal as a child <laughs> it I doesn't make sense <laughs> okay so I picked um, Audrey Hepburn and I almost butchered okay. her name Yay. I picked Audrey Hepburn but the odd thing is I haven't actually seen her <laughs> move food. <laughs> I know she's in Breakfast and Tiffany. That's about it. But I really started um, enjoying and appreciating her when I saw a little bit about all of her humanitarian efforts and all the amazing work she's done um, past the younger actress stage. So you might be able to talk to us a little bit more about (laughs) her younger life Um, and her, you know, her early childhood definitely helped shape her, her. She helped shape her as she grew up and a lot of her beliefs in her humanitarian work. So I will pass it off to you so you can educate us a little bit. So I did a
0: little bit of research. I read a little bit more about her because I, I did grow up watching old movies with my dad. So we watched a lot of Cary Grant movies, Jimmy Stewart, things like that. So she's in some of my favorite older movies. So I knew who she was. I really liked her. She is one of my favorite, you know, older movie legend, you know, actresses. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know a lot about her childhood. I knew that when she was older, she kind of quit movies and did a lot of stuff with UNICEF. But I didn't really know anything about her childhood. So she was born in Europe. I kind of forget where. I didn't take notes. (laughs) (laughs) But she was born very wealthy. Like her mom was a baroness and they were very well off. But at the beginning of World War II, they fled to Amsterdam, I believe, to Holland. So... And to escape uh, the Germans, basically. But eventually, the Germans got to Holland. And so they were, they lost everything. So they were very poor. They lost everything in the war. And they witnessed, like, she has memories of being at the train station in her town watching Jewish families being herded onto cattle cars and taken away. And oh at that age, she didn't know where they were going. Mm-hmm. But she remembers, she she describes one event where she saw a young boy that was about her age, a Jewish boy that was about her age, getting on this train with his family and how that stuck with her. And can you imagine just growing up, even though she didn't know everything at that age, she didn't know where he was going, she didn't know what his fate was going to be, but having to live with that, knowing that you were watching people that you knew from your town be taken away and, and then finding out what their ultimate destiny was.
1: Right. You know? So no wonder she had all that that great work. Yeah.
0: In her, yeah, in her to help others later. Her passion when she was younger was to be a ballerina, but because of the time that she spent uh, during the war, they were famished. They were having to make bread out of tulips, I believe, like tulip roots or something like that. Mm. She was very, very, very malnourished. Mm-hmm. So even though they weren't in a concentration camp, they were starving just because of um, you know rationing and, and things like that.
1: Yeah, and losing it and, and the war yeah. devastation.
0: So her dream of being a ballerina, she was turned down. She couldn't she couldn't become a ballerina because her her body was too ravaged from starvation. When she was younger and that was something that stuck with her. So one of the things her, she's iconic because of her look. She's very petite, very, very elfin like slender, but, but partially that was because of the war because she was starved. So part of what she was known for, I think this is a great, if you think about it, part of what she was known for, which was her look and her shape and being so slim and slender, was from her greatest pain, her greatest struggle, which was, you know, um, growing up during World War II and in Holland. Isn't that interesting?
1: That's fascinating.
0: Yeah, if you kind of stop and think about it. So anyway, so those are some of the things that I found out about her, but her her movies. (laughs) um, So she her first movie that she was really like her breakout role was in Roman Holiday with um, somebody that I can't remember his name. He's really famous. <laughs> my yeah. mind just went like totally blank on me. Um, he's the guy from uh, Gregory Peck. Yeah. Oh, Gregory okay. Peck. Yes. I was like, yeah, my mind just went totally blank. Okay. So <laughs> she was in <laughs> Roman Holiday. She was in Sabrina which they did a remake of Sabrina back in the 90s with um Harrison Ford. That was that's a good one, but she was oh, obviously yeah. she, she was in the original, so that's a really good one. I like that one. She's probably best known for Breakfast at Tiffany's. I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not one of my favorite. That's probably what she's most well known for, but uh. that's not my favorite one of hers. I really like My Fair Lady, which is a musical. And my favorite one, though, was in 1963, she was in a murder suspense movie with Cary Grant called Charade. And it's funny, but it's also kind of suspenseful. It's a good one. So if you're going to watch an Audrey Hepburn movie, I am going to recommend Charade. Okay. Or My Fair Lady. And then later in 1967, she was in a like suspense terror type movie called Mm -hmm. Wait Until Dark. And so, I mean, it's the late 60s. But it's still like so suspenseful and scary because she's blind. So she plays a blind woman and the bad guy's she's a witness to a crime and so the bad guys are after her and she's blind and so it just sets up like so much like scary suspense so you got to watch that one that one's good that one's good for kids that one's
1: for anybody because it was back in 1960 yeah
0: right it's all safe back then
1: it's all safe all safe yeah i'll have to scroll and i can watch some audrey together
0: yeah Totally, you should. So, the last movie that she appeared in was Always with ah. Richard Dreyfuss. Ah, ah, I have seen her. I've seen yeah, that so movie. she was the angel at the end.
1: Oh, she played
0: an angel, and I, I think that came. And I could be wrong. I'm just saying this off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure that the movie came out after she died, and she was playing an angel. After oh. she'd already died, I think so. It it was either very. Cl- ah, I'm not I to think it now. Maybe close. I
1: think she died in ninety three. Ninety three. And I think okay, that was eighty nine. Oh, okay, you're right. All right, fine. It but it was close enough. That would have been a great story. Scott Near is interesting. I like the way I told it better. There um. you go. I should have just let it go. <laughs>
0: okay so
1: annie you've got the quote yeah well let me tell a little bit about the part that i was actually interested in why i i chose her and i'll just i'm just gonna read some of this because i want to make sure i I have those years right in her later years acting took a backseat to her work on behalf of children she became a goodwill ambassador for unicef in the late 1980s Traveling the world, Hepburn tried to raise awareness about children in need. She understood too well what it was like to go hungry from her days in the Netherlands during the German occupation. Making more than 50 trips, Hepburn visited UNICEF projects in Asia, Africa, and Central and South America. She even won a special Academy Award for her humanitarian work in 93, but she did not live long enough to receive it. She died of colon cancer. Uh, at her home in switzerland in january of 93 so I so many that. and i know there's some great stories um about about her work and some some great quotes so if you didn't know you know a, more about her her childhood growing up or her unicef work i encourage everyone to look it up a little bit because it's just a, a an amazing story And and last week we did Uh, Lucille Ball and I learned stuff about her that I never knew so I'm enjoying this series Brian yay me too me too alright so I will start with a quote that I picked by Audrey Hepburn and it's the beauty of a woman is not in the clothes she wears, the figure that she carries or the way she combs her hair the beauty of a woman is seen in her eyes because that is the doorway to her heart the place where love resides. True beauty in a woman is reflected in her soul. It's the caring that she lovingly gives. The passion that she shows. And the beauty of a woman only grows with passing years. Ah, oh, I love that. <laughs> That's good. I okay. love it. And, love it. and that, you know, that was years ago before, you know, Dove started making all of these amazing commercials and more focus on, you know, it's not appearance or your body or how it looks it's all about what's inside so i think she was always ahead of her time
0: yeah yeah what quote do you have for sure so uh, mine is very similar it's and not surprising because she said it she said all of these (laughs) But, (laughs) but i but i really liked this one she said for beautiful eyes look for the good in others for beautiful lips, speak only words of kindness, and for poise, walk with the knowledge that you are never
1: alone. Ooh, Don't you I love like that? that. Yeah, I really love would, that. You would think people would, you know, look her up and be like, "Oh, I want to, I want to be like Audrey Hepburn. She's just so beautiful. What are her secrets?" And then yeah. you find that quote.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, because she's so iconic. She's such an iconic beauty, but. What she thought was beautiful was looking for the good in others, Mm -hmm. speaking words of kindness. That's what she found to be beautiful. And really, that's what we should all find beautiful, right? Yeah. Because it doesn't matter how aesthetically beautiful your eyes are if you only see, you know, hate. You know, if you mm-hmm. only see differences and imperfections, then those aren't beautiful eyes. It doesn't matter how luscious and full your lips are if all you speak is meanness and cruelty. You know what I mean? I like it. I like it. Yeah. I liked that one a lot. And and, and I really like the last part, the poise, because if you think mm-hmm. about it, I, I want my daughters to walk through life with poise, like with their shoulders back, with their head held high not because they're full of themselves not because they want attention but because they're confident in themselves you know right yeah exactly and and what she's saying is that for poise walk with the knowledge that you are never alone and i want to share that with my girls because i want them to know that i go with them everywhere they go they have my support they have my love they have they have me <laughs> to go with them wherever they go. And as, as a Christian, you know, I want them to know they walk through life with God. You know, they walk through life with Jesus and that they are never alone. And so they it's, – it's easy sometimes to feel ashamed or feel not good enough if we get inside of our own heads and we just think of ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're thinking about, no, I'm walking with all of these people, I have a support system who loves me and they adore me and they think I'm good and they see the good in me
1: and I'm walking through life with all of them, right? Well said, well said, Brian. <laughs> I like it. Uh, are you ready for the next quote? Yes, yes. All right, I've seen this one a lot and at first I skipped over it and I was like, you know what, it just keeps popping up. So I'm gonna say it. it is short <laughs> and sweet. It is, nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. (laughs) So I love that. And thinking of, you know, all these amazing inventors and people that are just creating stuff that, you know, back before they created the airplane, it was impossible before they created computers or, you know, uh, our smartphones. It was something that was impossible. And the same thing when we create these stories in our heads of what's possible for our future and our life, saying something is impossible. um, She said. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nothing's impossible. So just, just remember that if, uh, Audrey Hepburn says it's true, then that's all you need (laughs) to know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I like that one. Cause it says I'm possible. It makes, I think if you, if you say it, it, for me, at least if I say I'm possible, that makes me a force to be reckoned with.
1: Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a good one to teach the kiddos too.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like that one. Okay, so I've got one more. She said, people, even more than things, have to be restored, renewed, revived, reclaimed, and redeemed. Never throw out anyone. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to say it again. She said, people, even more than things, have to be restored, renewed, revived, reclaimed, and redeemed. Never throw out anyone. That's a good
1: one. I don't think I've heard that one before. So what made you pick that one? So that really stuck with me since, you know, our
0: last few episodes have really been kind of heavy and deep on deeper, more meaningful subjects like, you know, race relations and white privilege and uh, racial reconciliation those are some those are some really powerful deep issues that that we have to work on and so that's really been on my mind and my heart recently and so when I read this quote you know never throw anyone away never throw out anyone people need to be restored renewed revived reclaimed and redeemed like we are all hot messes (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> there, is, there is nobody who's not a hot mess. We just all are because we're humans. We were imperfect. We make mistakes. But because we're people, it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter where you're from or what your gender is or what your sexual orientation is. It doesn't matter anything about you. The fact that you're a person makes you worthy of being redeemed makes you worthy of being kept and reclaimed and restored. And so, like, as a Christian, that's, uh, to me, maybe that it's, that struck me more um, mm-hmm. because I don't think that the church has done a good enough job of relaying that message. Mm-hmm. And if I have a purpose in my life going forward, it is to repair that it is to redeem that message because the church should be the best place for people to go to feel restored renewed revived reclaimed and redeemed and and we just have failed miserably at that for
1: decades mm-hmm. <laughs> centuries maybe yeah so. <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> yes no that's that's exactly right um yeah, the church should have been the place to to turn to and it and it hasn't been. But I feel like a lot of them have are making some impressive shifts.
0: We're trying. <laughs>
1: Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully
0: we're trying. But uh yeah. So so that's why that one really I I struck struck me and really means something to me. And I, I read that several times over the last couple of days while we were, you know, talking and, and planning this episode. And I really, really lo- I really
1: love it. I really love it. I'll have to keep that one in posted in my car. <laughs> one that pops up occasionally. That's just good. Yeah. Well this was fun. Yes. I'm enjoying these a lot. I know, me too. I
0: love I love Audrey Hepburn. She was she was one of my favorites. And those movies I suggested you have to go out and watch them.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, ma'am. Got They're it. good ones. Do it. Do
1: it now. <laughs> <laughs> For more information about life coaching and how we can help you live your best life or to interact with us directly, you can check us out at the thehappymommavillage.com or on our individual websites at endmomguilt.com and
0: rebuildingwithbrian.com. The show notes will have our email addresses plus additional information, so be sure to check that out. We would love to hear from you. Okay, Mamas, be sure to join us here next week at The Village for another great episode and more great tips. If you liked this episode,
1: please leave a review and share with your friends. See you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Happy Mama Village. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a comment, like, or share. And be sure to join Annie and Brian for next week's episode.